2: Out of paper, out of stock There's friendly faces around the block Break loose from the chains That are causing you pain Call Michael and Stanley Jim Dwight Creed Call Andy and Kelly For your business paper needs Or myth. Then the people purses, paper people myth Then the people purses, paper people Dundamiff Then the people versus paper people
1: Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host from the right column of the list, Sean Roney.
2: And I'm Edwin James. The first choice is first choice.
1: <laughs> and with us as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward.
2: Kind of a
0: medium year for women's soccer now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Every week we get together and talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. Uh, This week we'll start with our main topic and then we'll head to the conference room for a few small topics. And then uh, we'll head to some listener-provided trivia, uh, time permitting. But uh, this week we are talking about The List, Season 8, Episode 1, directed and written by B.J. Novak. Uh, It aired on September 22nd in 2011.
2: The last few weeks we've been very heavy on michael michael's movies uh the michael scott paper company revisited uh, a little bit in our voicemail episode uh and we decided that we would take it the f- go to the very first episode without michael scott uh for this week's episode so starting at the beginning of season eight well
0: technically not the first episode. i guess yes yes yes
2: not the first episode without first michael season. excuse me that the was first season correct michael, first scott. season without michael it, yeah looking back at the uh the
1: critics reviews of this episode a lot of people are like oh this is proof that you know the show can continue without michael it's like they did a few more episodes without michael after yeah at the end of season seven it works already
0: the d'angelo arc was such a um kind of a i don't know what you'd call it just a rocket propelled few episodes when he's gone you know like the momentum of him leaving and having a star like will ferrell do that uh it, it still felt like Michael was there in essence. Well, uh, yeah. yeah I, I, mean, I, I mean, I like Will Ferrell was a big shiny distraction of like, Michael's gone, but hey, look over here, this guy. And now it's <laughs> a new season. The cards are set. It's like, h- how are you going to do this now? Will Ferrell and D'Angelo can be so high energy in their performances.
2: And then you have the search committee following after that. So uh, definitely the list, the beginning of season eight, definitely kind of kicks off that new era without mm-hmm. Michael or the post-Michael
0: Scott era. You know? And as, as far as like a cliffhanger, I mean, it's not necessarily a plot-wise cliffhanger, but a show culture cliffhanger of like who's going to be the new boss. Right. That was a huge, there was a huge amount of discussion at the time when this was going yeah. on of like, who's it going to be? And the, I mean, the search committee obviously brought up a ton of options and you were like, is it going to be one of them? Was that all, was that all just cameos? Um, and then the way they reveal it here, um they give Robert California that quick in and out and then the zoom up on the desk and there's Andy and they shot that in a way that's revealing like, here it is. We've made our choice. Uh, I read on Wikipedia that uh, uh,
1: Paul Lieberstein was the showrunner at the time that they made the decision to make it Andy Bernard. And he just like went up to him at lunch on set and told him, and (laughs) I would love to have been there for that. Hey, Hey, Ed, (laughs) You're so, going to be the so boss. So we were thinking, uh, <laughs> maybe it should be Andy. We, <laughs> that, was, that, was a, that was a good token. That was very good.
2: We did, uh, we did an entire episode on the search committee at yes. one point. So um, I don't think we need to dig into that too much. Yeah. But I agree. There was a huge uh, – that the fact that you had that sort of tension between seasons of The Office and that you had several months in between the episode release dates. It was pretty fun as a, as a viewing experience, as a fan. Uh, mm-hmm. But this is definitely the beginning of something new with Andy uh, at the helm and Robert, California. Um, in that CEO, that Joe Bennett. Andy at the Ed helm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Flying jib. Um, but, yeah, and then Robert slots into that sort of corporate role, that corporate oversight role that, you know, Kathy Jan, Bates. David Wallace, and Kathy Bates, all of them filled in different seasons.
0: So um, definitely a new start. Didn't get the goodbye to Joe Bennett I I wanted yeah, you know, not, no closure. I, I need, I need closure, and I didn't get it with Joe <laughs> Bennett. Uh, mm-hmm. We can assume she flew off into the sunset with her Great Danes, but I would have loved that. I would have loved to see. I would have loved to just see Robert California convince Joe Bennett. Even I, if it was just like a cut to
1: like him, like shouting and like you know, like you don't <laughs> even get the audio. You just get John Krasinski talking about like convinced her to give him her job.
0: Uh, yeah. you just see a snippet of it they have Jim to the thing where he kind of moves into the center of the frame mm-hmm. CEO uh it's a great little it's a great little move by John yeah. Krasinski and, and what is going on <laughs> very similar the, but that's Joe fun Bennett, to think uh what that would have looked like Sean I like that
2: so Joe Bennett Robert mentions her later in the season Joe Bennett my boss he says mm-hmm. so there's an element of Joe hanging on as sort of maybe like a chairman or some other sort of Ownership role, but she still
1: uh, owns the company. So I think it that, seems like it. Yeah, but I would have loved to have shares.
2: seen at the end of the Florida arc, Jim trying to make a Hail Mary to Joe about Robert. Yes. That would have been great. Yeah. Um, but it definitely sets up Andy as manager. Andy has a different look. He's wearing the gray suit. Hmm. Uh, Trimmed down, a,
0: too. He's looking looking svelte.
2: Very true. He's got a. he doesn't look so much like Easter anymore no. um, <laughs> or, or that life is one long brunch. This,
0: uh, is, this sort of begins his transition into sort of a plaid Andy, more, uh, little, little folks here, but, uh, but mm-hmm. no less entertaining, at least for season eight. A- a- Andy, season eight, we've talked, is, is, um, pretty underrated, actually. And uh, they set a lot of that groundwork here. I love this Andy. I love mm-hmm. this version of Andy. This episode, Andy specifically, is, is a great Andy. And you mm-hmm. realize, oh, yeah, maybe he could be boss, and it could just sort of still be this ensemble. It it
1: works for me at this point because basically, like Michael leaving, they just turn up the dial on the ensemble. You mm-hmm. know, right away you get Stanley being funny on purpose. Now, <laughs> uh, with the shove it up your butt, uh, uh, his new thing. But um, I yeah, like they the shove idea. that in the
0: cold opening. The cold open's huge.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, episode. huge cold open. minutes, minutes. Uh, But I like the kind of like wild uh, and um, like everyone's personality shining through in the ensemble. And it's kind of just up to Ed Helms to just like keep it down around Robert, California and like, you know, try and just keep everybody happy and keep everybody working like that works for me.
2: There, uh, there's an element of some of these season openers where they have to, what did I do this summer? And they have to recap for everyone. Mm-hmm. And I agree that a, a huge part of this one is uh, introducing the ensemble a little more. And by dialing up the rest of the ensemble, you have to turn down some of the other characters. So they explain Dwight's diminished kind of on-screen presence with his boxing, his Krav Maga, his meditation. I love when he's boxing and Nate is the guy, his sparring partner. He's just
0: beating up Nate. Low key yeah. Nate uh, I, yeah. I didn't even notice that. He's in yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. He's just, he's just, yeah, Dwight, would, scene. Dwight would be so ripped if, if this was actually his weekly schedule for yeah. an entire summer. <laughs> um, you get the, you get the seeds of Daryl just kind of being
2: frustrated, not getting the manager job. You get Jim and Pam. I think one thing that happens in this episode that's kind of, uh, that stands out to me is that Jim is like really fades back from being a leader. The way they look to him in season seven, the way that Joe offers him the the manager job at first. He kind of fades back into the ensemble a little bit, which is part of them I think kind of recalibrating the show yeah. post Michael.
0: Yeah. Um and reading uh reading through Andy Green's book about the office. I mean, there's there's a lot of people who talk about this transition. And it sounds like according to this, there was basically a big there was one camp that wanted Dwight and there was one camp that wanted Andy when it came down to those two. Mm. Um and they ultimately went with Andy. Because he was a people pleaser, just like Michael, who was a little different type of people pleaser. Yeah. He was a little more desperate for affection. And it feels like Andy wants more of a pat on the head and and, and Michael wants a hug. So they're, they're similar, but different. And that what, what they said was that, you know, Dwight would be good, but there was a little less of a surprise. There were less surprises if it was Dwight. And it was mm. been a little more top down versus Andy wants to get everyone involved. And we see that happening right away. Um, In this one. And I mean, what a perfect plot for this new era of a boss, which is literally divide the office in half and make Andy stand up for everyone and kind of galvanize this office with this new, very binary thinking guy who's like winner or loser and nothing in between um and i mean the chemistry between robert california and andy you couldn't have two two more different humans
2: i i do think that you make a good point that this is a great storyline to set up andy i think there's something very endearing about watching him have to try to i mean andy is such a he like so much of his thing is about confidence and being Hmm. able to kind of go for i mean at the end of the search committee episode he just stands up i want to be the manager (laughs) there i I say i
0: declare it's very
2: michael scott Hmm. Andy for manager (laughs) like there's so much medium uh,
0: medium to small
2: yeah (laughs) but in this episode he has to stand up for everybody he has to even though he's got that uncertainty has that doubt he has to stand up for everyone and fight for that extra half day on Columbus Day uh (laughs) among among other things (laughs) yeah and he does it as well like in the incentive and things like that but this one is pretty direct where where he kind of wins everyone over the first few episodes of this season and I suppose even later episodes like Gettysburg it's him winning people over um and it's like Daryl and Dwight and Jim. There's, there's a lot of people that he has to do that for. Um, but there's something very satisfying about Stanley giving him that little pat on the shoulder on the way out. And yeah. Phyllis telling him to have a good night. That, that, uh, that I think is really effective in this episode. They well, have yeah, to he get does... him
0: at least up to a level of basic respect from everyone. Which is yeah. that was seemed like what Michael always struggled with was he thought no one respected him. And that, that evolves over seasons and seasons. But they kind of need to catch Andy up to that point quickly in this episode. And that's where they get him.
2: And Michael had the delusion to just kind of do what he wanted anyway. He believed in his ideas and, you know, he believed that he could run 30 miles an hour.
0: He also had already been manager when a lot of people came in versus Andy uh, came in a merger and then became manager. So, like, he was already under everyone and now he's their boss. So he has Mm -hmm. a little more heavy lifting to do in terms of getting people to see him differently. Yeah, very
2: true. I think, too, uh, in addition to this version of Andy, this is kind of also the first version of Robert that we get in the office, interacting with everyone. Actually, uh, you know, interacting with the rest of the staff. Mm-hmm. The other versions that we saw were just, were mostly him talking in the in the interview process and in the in the panel with Jim and Gabe and uh, Toby, and then to Dwight down and in now the, he gets uh, to
1: interview everyone.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And then him trying to make eye contact with the camera and stare it down. Um, (laughs) But then they put him in the office and there is I remember reading an article. I don't remember who said it It was somebody. It might have been Paul Lieberstein or Mindy Kaling, maybe um, one of the writers on the show said that there's something about like the sign of a boss is when he walks through the room. You sit up a little straighter. You want to work a little harder. And you see that very directly on screen in this episode, you know, and, and Jim even spells it out. You don't want him to. You don't want him to talk to you, but at the same time, you really do want him to talk to you. Do
0: yeah.
1: It's so true. It's so true. I've felt that way so many times. Yeah, you ever
0: you ever met someone like that? Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh,
1: all the time. (laughs) I mean, you. I worked on a show that Steve Carell was a producer on, and I saw him through a window in another room, and it's like, oh my god, I
0: can't believe. I would hate to be in the room with him,
1: but. I would, but I would love to also. Of course, uh, terrified. I'd be terrified. Did I you ever find t- a list I've never from told his notebook? You that? No, no. I've told you that. <laughs> I met. I I talked to. Uh, I talked to his um, wife, who was also a producer on the show. Carol, Did you talked to Car- Carol. Uh, yeah, I um, can't
2: believe this is
0: Nancy, Nancy, Nancy this All yes. this time thank to you, get thank to you Actually, I, I think I knew that. Yeah. yeah, I. You didn't tell me, man. You you yeah. left me out. Yeah, it's true. a little hurt. Angie Tribeca,
1: they produce it together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was there; it was great. <laughs> but anyway,
0: but back to the list. I hear uh, I, thought I heard Anne sneaking up the stairs. Anne, are you there? <laughs> oh, okay. In here. <laughs> I, thought, I, thought, I thought I heard a creak on the stairs. Like, Someone's breaking high. into your house.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but uh, but back to the list. I I love. I mean, this is so much fun. I love that they split up the office in this way, and you kind of get. I think we've talked before about how it's always fun when you get odd little groups put yeah. together. Um we and we got uh uh Kevin and and Toby Dwight. and Dwight all out at the steakhouse with Jim. Toby uh,
0: self selects out of that list. I yeah. shouldn't be here. <laughs> just he goes, Just just imagine me back there and he just <laughs> leaves. A couple other Toby
2: things from this episode. Number one, I'm almost positive that guy who's planking is supposed to look like Toby. It is not Toby. Yeah, <laughs> the, I don't it's think so the guy on the table. Clearly the stunt a stunt double. double yeah. uh, and then, not um, a Toby move. I had to dig out the old DVDs to try to find deleted scenes for this episode because I wanted to have them for reference. And there's a scene where Toby is trying to calm everyone down. He's, don't worry. I'm sure you all made a great impression. It's all going to be fine. We're just getting started, and then it goes to a talking head, and he goes, "I am on the wrong side of this list, and I am terrified."
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now we're good. I think uh, uh, let's talk about how this list actually gets becomes public knowledge because it's kind of interesting because Aaron is kind of suddenly finds herself frozen by this sort of moral dilemma of getting his notebook. She can't help but see the list when she grabs it, and of course her reaction is to go to the best in the biz, which is Pam, and to figure out yes. what to do. Which <laughs> you is really it. are the best, <laughs> like, like Pam. What do I do? Uh, and
2: Pam, I don't want to be a lousy snitch. Uh,
0: yeah. And then uh, Pam brings him Jim because that's what they do, and it's it happens very innocent. I think I, looking back on it, what it is weird that Aaron would do that, but she doesn't really. She's just like help, and then Pam's like help. And then, of course, it's Dwight who notices them gathered around the notebook. And really, it's Dwight who's like, "No, it must be something that you're looking at." And then they make the decision to copy the notebook, which mm-hmm. is kind of crazy. <laughs> you looked at my notebook, <laughs> notebook and copied it and distributed it. <laughs> <laughs> no, they they
1: did.
2: <laughs> I love too when uh they're they're all uh they've lined up and they've started fighting. Uh, when they uh, Kevin shouts uh makes his Warning, warning Mm -hmm. um, that uh, as Robert walks back out of the kitchen, Aaron pulls off the the paper from the easel and it just says business plan. (laughs) 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 That's
0: right. Uh, And and this whole thing happens. But the whole reason that Robert even leaves his notebook there is Andy wants to do this. He wants to have that 930 chit chat scheduled. He emailed him about it last night, confirm, and again this morning. Mm-hmm. so uh, so that's that's a question i have it
1: do you think i mean was it truly an accident or was it all on purpose to teach his to teach his big lesson in the end
2: i think the most robert california thing that could happen is for it to be an accident and for him to just claim it was on purpose I we agree. we see the seeds of that in this episode yes where they're at, at they're lunch, at, uh, lunch. Yeah. yeah and he says um they said so if we think you're winner if you think we're winners then that must mean you think the rest of them are losers and he goes well i guess i think they're losers and they all they all start celebrating and he says i probably shouldn't have said that yes and I just then still- at the end he says he, he comes out he's like i didn't say top tier and lower tier i said winners and losers so he yeah. he doubles down you know that's his move right yeah that's i mean well
1: that makes a lot of sense. That <laughs> he's not going to start but, doubting his drunken self now, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> in veritas. I, I, I just I don't know. I don't trust the guy. He's so he's so manipulative, manipula- manipulative, and so clever. I just I don't know. I don't. Know I think he nailed it, Edwin.
0: I, mean, I think he did on accident, and he's he's down. confident in himself enough to spin anything that he meant to do it, and play on his. Play on what he can clearly perceive as people are afraid of him, and he's very willing to use that on his on his side. I might as well I'm have been lizard lizard.
2: <laughs> might as well have been sketching a cube. <laughs> he hits cube I really I well, well in that line. Does, yeah, <laughs> cube.
1: Yeah. You guys do that? I I, I totally sketch uh, cubes. Sketch, sketch cubes. cubes? Yeah. Oh. Do you
0: sketch cubes. You sketch cubes. <laughs> a cube. what's up man you sketch cubes all in cube i <laughs> i should really I have a tweeter's account you know i don't when i do so I, I i keep a legal pad next to my keyboard for taking notes during calls meetings and whatnot and i don't i never doodle a picture i sort of i sort of fill in lines of the legal pad with like patterns mm-hmm. and then i do a different pattern on the next one and then i'll shade a box and it's Ooh. just very all over the place i never yeah. draw like a thing but I doodle. Oh, that's interesting. I just doodle kind of patterny things, oh. no rhyme or reason. What do you guys do? How do you doodle? On calls or just? Just in general, how do you doodle? I, I well, do. Yeah.
1: I do like te- uh, what is it? Uh, uh, M.C. Escher cube pattern thing. Oh, interesting. Uh,
2: yeah. So Mine do- is nowhere near the level of M. C. Escher. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not saying it's near the level of M. C. Escher. That's yeah. just what it. Sean's making
0: the, dense brain-breaking images.
1: I am doing no such thing. But
2: I, I have a notebook that, like, I will like during work calls and stuff that, like, I'll make notes on. But the notes are like not that instructive or helpful. It's just like to keep my brain working while I'm on the call and while I'm taking in information. But I don't mm. do like little drawings or anything like that. I know I know people that do, mm-hmm. um,
0: but yeah. Sometimes I kind of start drawing lines around and through words, like of notes I've already taken, and kind of just like see where the line goes.
2: You're like a Michael Scott left brain, right brain thing. This one all caps. This one cursive. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, What were your
1: guys' favorite moments from this episode?
0: (laughs) Rewatching. I noted this one down. My alt, by far my favorite moment of this is. There's the scene where all the quote unquote losers are kind of commiserating together at the office oh, yeah. and Pam is talking through tears about I used to be young and cute and funny and there's yeah. just a shot of a teary eyed Gabe nodding along <laughs> listening <laughs> to Pam and uh that makes me laugh so hard. One of my other, va- I mean from that scene also
1: when he's just like come on like look around like does this look like a group of losers?
0: And she's just like oh god. Ryan does. Oh, this crust is sharp. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right after saying like, doesn't this glaringly, isn't this glaringly obvious? Doesn't the fact that I'm in this group make anyone feel just a little bit better? Oh, this crust is sharp. (laughs)
2: Well, then then he he moves. I love that he moves Andy over. I think that's such a funny move. And you've just moved my list. You moved my name to the other side of the list. Um, There. So, I mean, uh, in the deleted scenes <laughs> there there are no,
0: no super <laughs> there are
2: there are lines from this like commiserating scene of them uh, gabe is is giving this very long heartfelt thing and Meredith that just says hey saint the breakfast club bitch <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a line from pam where she says uh she says michael believed in me so much and this new guy really? thinks i'm a loser and he's way smarter than michael <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah that's about oh, it damn they should have kept that in that's i know so
0: they should have kept that That one,
1: one in. is good uh, yeah oh
0: one thing i they, wanted to they, men- they oh. never mention they never mentioned michael like when he's gone there there's something in the writer when they're just like we're not going to mention michael because all it's going to do is make people think ah oh, he's not here little michael scott that's, like, guess, the yeah, one, that's yeah. like the only mention that's like the only mention of him in this
1: yep. when when uh, Pam makes it is interesting,
2: joke. though. I mean, like you can't keep you couldn't as I feel like if you're writing, you couldn't keep referencing Michael. It's got to be such a it's got to be move such on. a hard thing to balance. Yeah, you got to move on and just uh, just keep doing yeah. it. I guess. Yeah. Um, another thing I wanted to mention was Pam. You know, is so emotional in this episode. Um, you know, she's uh, what does she say? I'm I'm pregnant. Everything makes me cry. So what does it matter anyway? Do you guys? That was an actual commercial. Do you remember that commercial? No.
1: Uh, I mean, yeah. I remember commercials like it. I didn't know that it was the actual one.
2: No, it's an actual commercial What's about the a dog. Song?
0: It's like, Trouble. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ray, Ray LaMontagne, is Ray that Ray LaMontagne, yeah. yeah. Oh, what yeah. a blast from the past mm-hmm. hearing that song again. Um,
2: but yeah, it's a real commercial. You can look it up. It's about a dog who's... I mean, I guess Pam talks about this, but it's a dog who's trying to find a safe place for his bone, oh, and he I goes totally all over the place. Remember, you remember this? this? Yes. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Oh, was this like a yes. narrative thing? Yes. I, this is no, all it's, coming it's, back oh, to me. it's just music and the dog running around trying to find different places to keep his bone safe. Did it play at the his Super Bowl? Or, yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe. So
1: I, I don't know about other people listening, but I always imagined that was one of those like uh, commercials. That's like. In the homes
2: of an angel. Sarah McLaughlin? Yeah,
1: and then it's like, and the, just like the dogs that are like hiding in the corners of cages and oh, stuff like that. Like that's that's what I rights. thought it was. Like a genuinely yeah. sad commercial. Oh, yeah. Like a, a ge- like right. the type of thing that people are like, oh my God, change the channel. I can't d- deal with this Jim, right now.
2: Jim Gaffigan has a joke about this where he says, even the dogs are like, Sarah, this is kind of heavy handed, don't you think?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, was it like a Budweiser ad or something? Which one? This
2: one? Yeah. No, it's uh, it's like Travelers Insurance, or something oh, like that. It is. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, is, that's yeah, funnier. Yeah. That's yeah. A, that's almost funnier. Now that makes more sense. Okay. Like
2: like Lazy Sunday from uh, from last week's episode. Look up these, you know, pieces yeah. of media from
0: 2011. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and we we didn't we haven't haven't even talked about planking yet. Speaking of pop culture. Oh yeah. Okay,
2: planking. Planking. What a great. Yeah. What the thought that occurred to
1: me. When re-watching this episode is I was like, I don't think I remember planking outside of this episode. Really? Do you remember people doing this? I don't. I mean, not really like remember. day-to-day
2: life, but on social media. Yeah. Did they do it in high school? No, I mean, this was later. This was after we were out of oh, high school. Oh, did they do it in college then? I mean, that, I can't was, remember. When, that was the time. I remember yeah. it was like a big thing on like NBA Twitter. JaVel McGee planking inside of like a frozen foods section. Mm. In a freezer or something like that, um, but yeah, it was a trend. You know, planking and um, you know Harlem Shake things like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Or what was the uh, uh, what was one where everyone froze and you like move through it?
1: Oh, oh mannequin challenge. Mannequin yeah. Challenge. <laughs> that
0: was another one. Yeah. <laughs> the Ray Schrammert song. Planking is a very stupid and dangerous trend. <laughs> Just add and one of the Oscar board there.
2: I that's that's good. I love uh, I love the cut to Aaron covered in dirt. Yes. Flying is the kind of thing where yeah. you get it it's or you just, don't. Some and have, I don't.
0: It's just
1: like the curb because she's just been laying down on yeah. that parking Either curb. you have it or it's you just, don't. Uh, no one I line don't. down her face.
2: I love how enthusiastically she smiles and just totally admits that she doesn't really know what she's talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At first people were wearing their name tag on their shirt, but then if you did it, you're kind of a dip. But I think I found a solution. She's wearing it on her shirt and her leg or her skirt, I guess. <laughs> <She's fighting too. laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Like I'm thinking of when, um, when Dwight is pitching the, uh, the Sabre diversity initiative and, uh, don't you find that exciting? And Aaron's like, I sure would. Wasn't <laughs> talking to you pale face. I know. I mean, excited for them. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but, Edwin, yeah. do you have any favorite moments from this? Uh, I mean, we've covered quite a few of them, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, their favorite moments i mean i just i just love the robert california interacting with andy like i love those interactions yeah. you get early on in the show um some of these yes, are in this episode in. yeah for god's sake Andy, come in sakes. that might be it that might yeah. be it when he does the little musical knock
0: <laughs> <laughs> the same no. way that uh, at the very beginning oscar says oh for god's sake when he notices Aaron. <laughs> yeah yeah
2: <laughs> dwight my number two my enforcer yeah yeah um you kidding me? You're the deuce I never Come want to drop. <laughs> um, but Robert and Andy talking, where he's, you can't have a favorite Iron Chef. It depends totally on the secret ingredient. You will never <laughs> guess it in a th- hundred thousand guesses.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Those are funny. And there's another big one in this episode, too, is when Robert California knows something about pop culture, what's being discussed, and he has a sharp opinion about it. And this one, it's Sesame Street. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> Jim clearly is just kind of talking about his daughter, and of course Robert has a overly academic interpretation of Sesame Street. God help us, the Elmo era. <laughs> Ours is a cultural ghetto, wouldn't you agree? Doesn't he say after the Top Chef thing? Isn't he like
1: sometimes I feel like you don't don't food? No, at food. All. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you clearly wanted basil.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love those moments in the in the first early episode of of this season. Yeah, it's really great. Um, another, yeah, I mean, another uh,
0: no, no, standout moment is Andy describing Margarita pizza and standing going, "That's pizza with a <laughs> he, dollar like, of fresh tomato cheese. with a dollop of mozzarella. Cheese. That's
1: pizza." <laughs> I love when he opens the goes, pizza and he's like, pizza. "He's like, ah, their take on mozzarella uh, Margarita pizza." fans of classic we'll pizza, pizza will
2: be, be will be pleased. <laughs> Not be to psyched. mention that dance that he does, pizza party. Yep. And
0: like the arms really tight yeah. into the body with the snaps. It he yeah. doesn't Oh, Andy does another little dance when he comes in <laughs> when he comes in to talk to Robert California. For God's sake, Andy, come in. Oh yeah, he, he does, does a the little tiny little like robot. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's so
0: tiny. <laughs> oh,
2: it's good. Um, do I you remember- agree that you need one more ingredient besides pizza to have
0: a pizza party? Uh yeah, yeah, movie yes, typically was mm-hmm. accompanying Honestly, a pizza
1: party in school.
0: Even like a plastic tablecloth and some and some plates, like music, just a little something to, yeah. to serve the pizza. But if it's just boxes of pizza on the reception desk, you, you just have pizza. It's not a pizza party. It's true. There's a line from Kevin. Uh, I don't remember in what context.
2: Maybe they're talking about the dream date, pizza, soda, someone to share it with, the moon. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's a really good, it's a really good transition episode for this for the show. Yeah,
1: um, I, I remember yeah. watching this for the first time and being hopeful that the show was going to continue to be good. Mm-hmm.
2: I, I would agree that Andy was probably the right call over Dwight. I think. Um, it definitely gives Dwight something to overcome in the last couple seasons. Um, in addition to his you know, relationship with Angela, like this, the manager position, even when they're describing the documentary, forever chasing a manager position he'll never get. Um, and then when he finally gets it, it's so much more satisfying than if we were to watch another two seasons of Dwight, as manager. I feel like they might have run out of steam a little more quickly. He'd have who does, to grow have so to
1: fast. Yeah. He'd have to learn something every episode. Mm-hmm. He'd be so yes. different within just like 10 episodes
0: the whole basis of the office going back to the bbc is is having an insecure somewhat incompetent boss that's where all the comedy stems from and i would say dwight is neither of those things in fact he's overly secure in who he is uh and he's Mm. well he's not as competent as he thinks he is but as far as office work yeah he's he's a competent manager if Mm -hmm. not a harsh one but it it would, it would have been harder. There's less room to explore for sure. And I think the writers realize that. Yeah. If, if
2: no, go for it. No, no, go ahead.
0: If this is super
2: annoying, you can tell me to stop it or you can cut this if you want, but there's a deleted scene moment. Uh, there you go. (laughs) You need a little bell that you can ring whenever I say that. Um, but, um,
0: Oh, everybody, Oscar found a reason to look on web. (laughs) Yes.
2: (laughs) Nailed me with it. <laughs> that was the drop that I asked Alex to come up with for Sean. <laughs> um, it, it, uh, Dwight is like, Robert, let, let us pay for you. And he says, no, I'll expense it. They all say, let him expense it. And Dwight says, no, 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 please, please. And Robert says, okay. And then a guy from the restaurant comes up and says, Mr. Shrew, we've served you before. We just want you to know um, that gratuity is not included in the bill and that tips are expected. He said, tips are expected? Well, then expect to be shocked. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god and this that's is after
2: great. robert orders uh, or jim orders chicken piccata with a side salad robert says that sounds good orders the same thing and then everyone around the table oh, is like you. i'll start chicken. with a side salad chicken piccata chicken <laughs> piccata side salad chicken yeah. piccata
0: salad on the side yeah <laughs> oh my gosh yeah i mean that's, that's consistent good. for dwight he doesn't tip for things he could do himself and then dwight is the only one who doesn't order
2: your steak rare that's right. But, yeah, so I don't know. If you have a, an opportunity to check that out, I, I highly recommend you check out the deleted scenes.
0: But, yeah. Well, there you have it. There you have it. The list. Uh, well, uh, we didn't actually touch. We should touch on this, but what do you guys think of the breakdown? What do you think of Robert's actual breakdown of the list? Oh,
2: yeah. That, no, that's a great point. Well, you, I think, know we didn't we, talk
0: about any of Dwight's four volumes of lists that he has in his old, his old we, leather okay. books. I know we've what? talked about it at I, one point, but if you have. pause... Yeah. Oh. Sean just... A br- he is at a all-out sprint. You <laughs> are you are quite a character. Go ahead, Edwin. What were you then saying? Then he just left. Okay, yeah.
2: Um, we did do... I don't remember what the context was, but maybe it was the Booze Cruise episode, but I, I wanted to pause and look at the insert mm-hmm. of the list that Dwight had come up with, and it's like lifeboats, life rafts, and one life raft was... It was like... It was, so there's Dwight's list, of course. It was like me, Pam, Angela, Karen, Kelly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and the other list was like... Bob, Ryan, <laughs> yeah. It was all the, like, Roy, men he didn't yeah, like on yeah, one. Yeah. yeah, like his <laughs> threats on one boat. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, he's got, so what he has, what we see here is also who would eat who in an alive situation. Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, That can't be it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would like to see Robert's list of that as well. There is, um, I, There is something
2: funny about Dwight unveiling his documents. I'm thinking of in Doomsday it's when I'm... he unwraps that long string around his, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. well these these books are like all I, I just love how yellow the pages are and like how large they are it's very funny mm-hmm. and he has them at work so he's been working on these but let's i mean let's let's revisit the question i think like what do you guys think of robert's uh challenge to the group so on the right side or uh sorry on the left side he's got jim dwight angela daryl kevin toby phyllis oscar everyone else on the right side
2: Oh, are you talking no. about the breakdown or the winners I'm and losers I'm talking his commentary? actual...
0: Well, I mean, both. Both. Okay. okay. But essentially looking at looking at how how Robert sees the office, I mean, A, I think it's a sign about Robert that he looks at the world in this binary way of, like, winners and losers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not real. That doesn't make any sense. Um, but he does. And, right. It's very... Trump-y I mean, and... he does a fairly decent job of saving this his own ass at the end of how he describes it to people, which is like you say, he sort of talks his way backwards into like, you know, this isn't static. Like, uh, I just met you people, you know, opinions change. Winners prove me right. Losers prove me wrong. Um, Mm -hmm. he's, and it's a kind of a weird manipulative mind game. He's already got going with people, but you know, does it light a fire under anybody? seems to actually, it seems to work for Andy within this very episode. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, well, because a lot of the other characters that we w- we have seen with sort of ambition,
2: Jim, Daryl, Dwight, they're pretty um, subdued at this point, or they're pretty—that's um, not the right word—they're kind of um, disillusioned with the office, like they're not necessarily trying to make moves now because they didn't get that job. Daryl's got uh, something much better, this soda, you know. So um, it isn't until later that they have any of that. Jim with athlete st- slash stumpy, uh, <laughs> or uh, Dwight with becoming manager later on, or Andy with pursuing
0: fame of any kind um yeah. it, it does seem like he broke it down a little bit into like people who try to please others and those that don't even though obviously that's a fluid thing but i would say those people i mean toby takes himself out of it <laughs> cause yeah. he knows but i'd say everyone else would be on that list is someone who would like yeah say order their own thing at a restaurant even though they all don't once they're there mm-hmm. but this all just goes to show everything's about context and the environment and like what job you're asking people to do. But Hmm. it seems that that's kind of how Robert looks at people in general. I always
2: thought it was an interesting sort of call to action or like an interesting sort of way to think like winners and losers prove me right versus prove me wrong. Like as if um, some people may, again, this is binary way of thinking, but if some people respond more to positive encouragement and being like, you know, trying to live up to what other people see in them Hmm. and versus having to overcome doubts or haters or whatever you want to call it, that overcoming adversity, you know, like there is sort of a split there, don't you think? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, agree. I remember like watching this episode for the first time, and being like, "That was interesting." Like, the office doesn't really make me think like that most of the yeah, time, not in totally. that sort of context. But yeah,
0: uh, that's. I mean, I would say that's one of Robert California's strong suits. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. When he's not being a real Thomas Oregon, then you know. Why, <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <I can't, laughs> son of a bitch! I <laughs> can't stop thinking about. Robert saying, "Sometimes I feel like you don't know food." Juxtaposed with Andy making Cherry's jubilee at the end of the season.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> wow, you eat well down here in PA. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> also, the whole plot with Andy and the Columbus Day is—it's the funniest holiday for Andy to die on. Like, yeah, yeah, uh, I do it's, love it's, that. It's like the most WASPiest New England like thing he could possibly do. It's <laughs> like want to honor Columbus Day, and then we find it at the end that they get that half day every year, anyways. It was just mm-hmm. all for naught. When Stanley's like, we get that every year. Well, you were
2: aware that Columbus and his legions committed genocide against an entire civilization of Native Americans. I don't care. (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) 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 Uh, But I don't know. I I think that wraps up our conversation on the list in case. Yeah. Unless you guys have Uh, a a really good episode or a really interesting episode, very unique episode.
0: Uh, it does end with a cloyingly sweet uh, Jim dropping that note for Pam. It's a little. I thought, well, oh, boy, yeah. this must be something Sean hates. <laughs> I I drafted that ending. He did. That's right. Did you? Yeah, oh. I did.
2: See, I, I did, knew there just was
0: despite all of you. I knew there was a little who thought I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I knew there was a soft jelly interior in that heart of coal. Yeah, in fact, I thought
2: it was.
1: I thought it was one of the few times that it was like a little teeny tiny thing that was genuinely kind of funny and cute. So I'll, I'll give it to him.
2: Well, and you they know we've me. talked about in season nine how some of those moments don't hit in the same way, and the writers choose to like yeah. not have them be successful. Those sort of appeals to each other between Jim and Pam, mm-hmm. and it's interesting to think about this moment in comparison to that. Like maybe you could read this moment as like way too sweet or over the top, or maybe you do read it as just right, and then. You know, how do you do that in season nine? I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, there you have it—the list. Season eight premiere. Uh, let's uh, go to the conference room. Five minutes. Everyone,
0: conference room now. <laughs> well done. Well, played. nice. Sorry. I don't. I realize I don't have an Andy conference room draft. There's got to be one. Mm. Yeah, gotta be. Uh, well, uh, uh, I,
1: I've got this email from uh, Ava. Uh, she says, hey guys, first of all, love the pod. Secondly, on your most recent episode, you asked about younger Gen Zs, how they watched movies in classrooms, et Because we were talking about how they used to wheel a television in just like Michael does. Oh, yes. um,
0: Blue Velcro over the top, security <laughs> yeah. in place. Cable in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, a remote DVD also icon. Velcroed to the
1: side, just rip yeah. that remote off. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, Ava says, as an 05, which... I assume means she was born in 2005, up until I think (laughs) around grade three, we used projectors for most things, but then we switched to smart boards, which turn into Apple TVs. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Smart boards? That turn into Apple TVs. So it's mostly been Apple TVs. Duplicated uh, or
0: extended from either computers or iPads. So I I, I don't have any Apple products. An, an Apple TV is that a just a? It's like a Roku. Okay. You
1: plug it into the.
0: Okay. Can you can you have a customize like like you would a projector? Something you, you can, can put in. You can you can like um,
2: you can connect to it from like AirPlay. You can connect. She, to what it she's from saying is you can. Got it. So like,
0: there's an Apple TV connected
1: to the got smartboard, it. and then you can have your. Presentation on your laptop,
2: got, and it. then you share it to the board, it's
0: or or crazy. from your your saber pyramid if you had. Mm-hmm. Yes, got it.
2: Mm-hmm. We must sound like we're a thousand years old talking about they must how we. <laughs> well, anyways, I just wanted to say I mean, thank you for asked, clearing
1: like, that up. God. Thank you for clearing that up, Ava M. Uh, uh, hey, we got it.
2: A, we got another message uh, from Clara as well, who mentioned similar thing: TV and projectors for much of elementary and middle school, and then smart slash Promethean boards. Added to the Prometheum so, boards? Promethean boards, yeah. <laughs> you don't know what that is? Promethean okay Promethean boards. I don't boards. know what... oh my god. No, I didn't see
1: that movie. <laughs> uh, I, I've got another yeah, email. Promethean from... boards.
0: <laughs> give me a give me a give me a blackboard please. Just keep it simple.
1: <laughs> uh, I've got another email from Kate from Boulder and Bob. Uh, hey, again, guys, thanks so much for using my trivia. We used our trivia last week.
2: Hey, you're uh, welcome.
1: Uh, thank you thank you. What's Bob going to do? <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh,
1: I wanted to just admit that it is to the, to the moms and the troops. Ah, yes. To the moms and the troops. This is what uh, D'Angelo not, and Michael toast to. Not to the moms of the troops, which is what I said. Darn Although, it. hey,
0: you know what? Might as well toast them, too. That's yeah. a tough thing. That's I. I think having, having your child in the service. So to, let's toast the moms of the troops
1: as well. I yeah. almost think it's a funnier line. So good job, Kate. Thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, she also says, "I'll be writing in again, hopefully with some more toughies. Maybe I'll even include Kalua Sombrero again as a question. You should to well, see well, if it finally yeah. stuck. <laughs>
2: well, <yeah. laughs> nope. Like Michael, I learned nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh."
1: Well, there there you
2: go. That's all I got for the conference room. Edwin, you got anything? Uh, I was just going to ask you guys. I mean, I think, you know, looking at planking as a very of the time trend, what other trends would you like to see the office staff do? I
1: mean, Ice Bucket Challenge would have been Mm -hmm. uh, fun to to see Michael do uh, with Dwight filming, no doubt.
0: Yeah, I think there'd probably be some TikToks going on. Um, obviously Kelly and Aaron would be quite a formidable TikTok team. I think that's they could true. create some good content. Mm-hmm. Andy would try really hard with some banjo stuff, some singing. Andy would participate in a lot of those like duet TikTok things. Mm-hmm. Again, there's a uh, there's I feel very old.
2: There's <laughs> one now that's um, it's like your my family's problems, and they play "Pennies from Heaven" by Louis Prima. You know That song <laughs> every time it ri- and it like you, it, it's like just if. Goes to people at a party and shows like what, what's wrong with them. <laughs> you could do that for the office. It'd be really great. Huh. I suppose you could do that with existing office footage and make it funny. But that would yeah, be a
1: good I, one. I could totally see them doing the, tell me you work at a paper company without yeah, telling yeah. me you work oh at a paper company. Oh my God, you're
2: right. But I think um, maybe a more of the time thing would have been something like Mannequin Challenge. Would have been so, you know something a little bit more, I
0: don't know, 2010 yeah. to
2: 2015 mm-hmm. or that kind of thing.
0: You know? yeah I uh I could see there also being like the do you remember that debate about the dress was it black
2: oh yeah and, uh white and gold black and, black, black and gold and blue, or yeah you know, the
0: blue and black dress I feel like stuff like that yeah. like internet debates would mm-hmm. would come up a little mm-hmm. more uh Harambe <laughs> <laughs> Harambe <laughs> would be there uh
2: yeah, or like, like uh, stuff like that when were we talking I was talking to maybe you guys about thirty rock and how so much of the stuff at the end of the thirty of the end of 30 rock the last season or two is about the 2012 election yeah you know you feel like some of that stuff would have crept in I don't, oh, I don't yeah. know if the office had gone on longer but uh, it is fun to just think about what what you could have done it's hard not to have Michael Scott at the center of all of this but I to know. your point I love the idea that Kelly and uh And Aaron are all over whatever social media, whatever the trends are. Them and Ryan, I guess. There is a deleted scene, again, hit the drop, about uh, Ryan explaining how trends circulate from Japan to major cities in the U.S. And then, like, (laughs) after it gets profiled on Good Morning America, then it shows up in PA.
0: Yep. (laughs) There's just also a lot more. As I mean, obviously, every year that goes on, there's just, like way more viral videos and sorts of things they would spoof on that Michael would try and, you know, mm-hmm. try to Although, recreate. Although, you know,
2: it's funny as like as time goes on and things like that kind of there's more and more of that stuff and everything is documented like that. It feels like um think by referencing that stuff, you date yourself even more.
0: I was just you saying, know? as I said, viral video that made me feel very like 2014 because, <laughs> yeah, there's not really that. It's just it's now it's just have you seen this or not? Mm-hmm. And then if you haven't, I'm going to hold my phone up to you and make you watch it on the spot. <laughs> As opposed to, like, a viral video, it's like, that's not even really a thing. It's just, you've seen it or not. Well, it's
2: like, I mean, the Simpsons referencing stuff in the 90s is different from the Simpsons referencing stuff now, even though they're still on the air, you know? Yep. That stuff, for whatever reason, those references feel so much more disposable, those pop culture touch points. you know?
0: Yeah. yeah. If they were doing, um, I could see them doing... Like, like, kind of what they did for Glee, maybe for Game of Thrones. Oh, that could be fun! Like, watch that. parties, other shows, yeah. talk, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, one of those, one of those big shows. Or I could also see Michael getting way into like This Is Us or something. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, just I thought a fun topic.
2: If you have any trends yeah, like, that you think that the Office staff uh, could have or would have done, uh, let us know.
0: Hit those us up. like physical trends, like planking and parkour. Yeah. So it's, it's hard to think. I'm trying to. It's hard to think of those. Mm-hmm. they would have done. But yeah, the ALS, the ice bucket challenge is a big one.
1: All right. Well, I think that, uh, I think uh, that wraps, wraps it up. up we're up out of time. For today, we're out of time. Yeah, uh, Eliza, hard, I'm going to save today. your, I'm going to save your Creed trivia
2: for a future episode. Ooh. So thank you for sending Ooh. that in. Creed the band. I'm just kidding. Guys, you'll <laughs> <gonna laughs> have you to brush it We didn't talk
0: that. about Creed today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah creed's one of the people when uh, dwight instigates but he has the two people the list line up and start fighting each other there's only a couple <laughs> people that start fighting it's like kevin and creed <laughs> well, answer uh, the call
1: if uh, if you want to send us your own trivia email us mspodcast at gmail.com you can call us our phone number is 503-694-9314 leave us a message ask us a question we love to play them on the show we're on Facebook and Instagram. We have a website, michaelscottpod.com. And we're on Patreon, patreon.com slash michaelscott. Uh, for five bucks a month, you can become a Scott's Tot. Uh, you get a bonus mailbag episode every month and a few other treats as well. Uh, every month, we make a donation to the Third Good Marshall College Fund together, uh, fulfilling, uh, fulfilling Michael Scott's dream. Uh, uh so thank you to all of our patreon supporters our scotts tots we love you guys so much special thanks to ryan lloyd who de- designs all of our artwork this episode was, was recorded in portland oregon over video chat
2: thank you for listening uh it always means uh, the world to us when uh, you guys hang out with us for an hour uh you know spend the time to listen to us go down weird uh Mm -hmm. trains of thought about commercial yeah (laughs) that might be best because we're talking about you know commercials from 2011 and trends from 2014 so you know really valuable really topical very hard-hitting stuff that we bring to you every single week so we're talking
0: uh, about chalkboards
2: yeah Uh But anyway, just know that we love and appreciate you all. Um Take care. Stay safe. We'll see you next week. Bibbidi-poppy, give me the Yes, sir. Michael's gone. Threat level apart, Apartheid. Gotta fight it. Free Mandela. Peace. I'm out.